Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Friends with Books. I am one of your FWBs, your favorite FWB, some of you probably would say. Read reviews by Jess or just Jess. And I am your other FWB, your true favorite FWB, as the majority of Yans would say. (laughs) Read reviews by Jess. Mm-mm. Booked with Emily or just Ab. Okay, yeah. So she was thinking that I am the favorite deep down. Her, it's her, true. Her true thoughts came out. It's but true. But it's okay. They're yeah. my intrusive thoughts. You know, sometimes you just got to let them win because they're true. I feel like I'm slightly hungover this morning. Yeah. Um, and I'm still not thinking correctly because... Exciting. Jess and I are actually together for this episode. Yes, we are sitting right next to each other. (laughs) So one of us will probably end up with a black eye before the (laughs) end of this. We we get done recording. But we wanted to make really festive drinks last night. And so... We got the ingredients and it was just simply vodka and Baileys with uh, whipped cream frosting. And, cream or cheese. cream, yeah, cream cheese frosting Around and some, some jimmies. The rim was delicious. I did the rim and then Jess made the drinks and we took one sip and we were immediately blacked out. <laughs> and so, <laughs> well, here's I followed the recipe. The recipe just called for alcohol, so I don't know how it could not taste like alcohol. I did, she did not follow the recipe. <laughs> it called for 1.5 ounces of uh, vodka and she goes, well, I had to fill the cup, so I just did six. I was like, what the fuck? So then we proceeded to pour the drinks back into the shaker and add whole milk. Yeah. They were still undrinkable. I did four ounces of vodka and six ounces of Bailey's. So it's still not okay. You know, they weren't good. They did make me want to vomit. And if you are seeing this clip on TikTok, because if you didn't know, we post some of our video clips on TikTok. Yeah. Um, we look like shit. <laughs> well, speak for yourself, Jess. <laughs> no, really, we look and feel not at our best. Uh, the last thing I'll tell you about the events that occurred last night is we decided to improv. Yeah. Just me and Jess in our living room and found scripts online for two people and we just <laughs> performed an improv slash scripted scene. Maybe we'll upload those to TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> we probably shouldn't, but we probably will just because they're like, who does that? No one. We're in our late 20s. And yes. why did we do that? I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. We had a good time I doing think we it. Did too. Yeah. So it's fine. We'll do again. Yeah. So, but anyways, today we're really excited to be talking about dun, 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 our favorite books of the year. Well, not just our favorite, kind of like the books that we've read this year. What are our top ten? Which Emily's actually kind of mad at me because I'm I made stressed. I made her rank her top 10. She just wanted to say like the one she liked. She said she couldn't do it and she did it. And I kept telling her I'm proud of her and she kept saying shut the fuck up. I'm mad at you. <laughs> I did it under a cloud of shame. I'm pissed. <laughs> it caused me so much anxiety because I just like have these vibes in my head of books where it's just like no I just know I vibed with them. I liked them and they just stuck out the most to me. Ranking them just seems cruel yeah. and unfair. But I did it. So here we are. She did do it. We're going to talk about our top 10, though, some new favorite authors we discovered this year, our least favorite, and our biggest disappointment, our which biggest disappointment. might cause some waves, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Wave after wave. 
Wave after wave. You're alone on this one. I don't know this one. Drifting away. Away. (laughs) Yeah. All right, but let's get into it. So before we kick off, we have been wanting to do this for so long. Um, We both follow this account on Instagram called Goodreads underscore reviews. And they post, like, hysterical one-star reviews that they see on Goodreads, and they make me crack up all the time, whether mm-hmm. I love the book and, and disagree with the review that's posted, or I, too, thought that book sucked. Yeah. Um, they make me crack up just because people say the funniest shit, so... People are so funny. Like, how hysterical. do they come up with this shit? Yeah. So instead of a BuzzFeed quiz today, we are going to go through and read hilarious one-star reviews for, like Jess said, books we might have actually loved. Like, to kick us off, this one-star review is for It Happened One Summer, which we both really liked. I loved that book, actually. It put Tessa Tessa Bailey on the map for me. One-star review, and I quote, the type of book that makes me want to reread Gone Girl. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not true. I am assuming that they did did not like Gone Girl as well. Well, Gone Girl is fucked. Ever seen that movie? I love the movie. I never read the book, though. I didn't either. Yeah. The movie was so fucked, though. All right. What's next here? Okay. So this is one that Emily and I both actually um, feel the same about the book. We thought it was a really big letdown and definitely overhyped. Um, so don't come for me, but the book is The Spanish Love Deception. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. This person rated one star, and they said, no, nuh-uh. I will not waste my time writing a review for this trash. No way in hell. Just trust me when I say it was bad, horrible, cringe and stupid, and I wish I could turn back time so I could slap my old self for starting it in the first place. <laughs> Okay, but I kind of agree with whoever wrote that. No, I, I do too. No hate to the author because she sold the shit out of that book. People loved it, but not for me. Yeah. No, thank you. I think I've discovered that I really struggle with slow burn romance, and that is a slow burn. And it's a long yeah. one, too. It is the slowest burn book I've ever read, and they also use the phrase, milk me. So, zero stars. Yeah, if you don't know, M hates that. No, I don't like it. Um, okay, another one. So Jess and I, buddy read this, Set On You. I hated this book. Jess kind of was like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. The review is, my fault for giving this shit a chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I own that. I own that. That's actually Emily's review. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that book fell a little flat to me, for me as well. Um, okay, Emily's got a good one. I actually haven't read this book, but it's Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. I really like the love hypothesis, so I I do want to read this one. But the review is, if the galaxy leggings aren't proof that this was shit, then I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing in high school, like, the girls who wore, like, the galaxy leggings. It was you, wasn't it? I didn't wear galaxy leggings, but I had a pair of my husband, who was not my husband in high school, he was my boyfriend, bought me a pair of galaxy vans, and I love those, and yeah, but they weren't leggings. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do, but a side note, I really did enjoy Love on the Brain. I know it got a lot of hate for being really similar to the love hypothesis, but I thought it was so good, and it was so funny, and I don't remember books, so it worked out for me because it was, like, just another discovery of a great book. Is it going to be on your list? I guess we'll have to find out! 
Um, oh, it's my turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do... Okay. This one is... <laughs> this one is for the X-Hex by Aaron Sterling. I listened to this on audio. Um, oh. I know. I don't do that. Okay. But I enjoyed it. Um, but the review is, why did someone from Wales go to Georgia, found a town and university, and then fuck immediately off back to <laughs> Wales? Also, why is the family even still involved in some aspects of running the town hundreds of years later? They don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> That I've actually seen really bad reviews for. Really? Did you read it? I didn't read that, but I got that in Book of the Month. And then I got the follow-up, The Kiss Curse. And that one has much better reviews, like the second one. Yeah. But I didn't read either of them. I just wanted to have both in the Book of the Month copy. Yeah, as soon as I remembered you getting the Book of the Month. Yeah. The second one. Okay. This next one. Oh, my God. I'm really coming after Tessa Bailey. I love her, so... No offense to her, but this is for my killer vacation. I'm not usually in the business of being mean to authors, but I think Tessa Bailey just needs to stop. <laughs> oh, God. I've seen really bad reviews for my killer vacation. I haven't seen great things. I think people don't didn't like it because I think it's just like a smut book. Yeah, that's what I've read. It's just there's no plot. It's like, so, which I think I would really like. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think it depends on like how you discover Tessa Bailey. I just read one of Tessa Bailey's older books, Getaway Girl, and I loved it. And it's definitely like it happened one summer, I think. And her newer stuff is more plot driven than steam driven. But a lot of her older stuff, I think, is very steamy and very smutty. So I just think she has range. Yeah. Was that how Getaway Girl was? Was it more steamy? No, Getaway did have a good plot. But it was definitely like the steam. Well, I think that even if she has like a good plot, which there's a few books on or maybe not a few, but there's a couple books on our um, list where there's a lot of steam, but also really good plot, too. So, like you yeah. said, she has good range. Like, it's not one or the other. She can do both. I agree. I I really want to read one. She has, like, a, if you're interested, she has a um, document on her website that's, like, a checklist for all of the books that she's written. Oh, I love a good checklist. I do, too. So, I, I downloaded that. I'm trying to work my way through her backlog. But one of the books she has on there, she said it herself she it like has parentheses and it's like very steamy what is it i don't know but we should read it okay let's do it let's read it live on the podcast okay let's read it live let's do it okay Okay, go ahead oh okay i am gonna do this one for punk 57 which i've actually been wanting to read Mm. and the review is just no red heart Showed some love too. Yeah, simple, sweet. Yep. No, but love. <laughs> okay, this one is for Icebreaker, which we both really like this one too. We did, uh, yeah. I don't, do we have bad taste? I don't know. The review is this book would have been better if all the characters died. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck, that's People harsh. Have no chill. This is amazing. That's really harsh. This one, <laughs> this one is for the book called. COVID clause is coming to town, um, parentheses, kissing the coronavirus, number four. And the review is, sometimes I wish I had never learned how to read. (laughs) (laughs) That name, like, they deserve that. That was actually just ridiculous. I'm not... I'm not going to disagree with them. Okay, this one is for The Sea Witch by Katie Robert. Never read this, but it says, not good, trademarked, 0.5 stars. (laughs) Oh my god. 
is so funny. <laughs> this one is <laughs> this one is for a book that I had to read in like middle school or high school or something. Lord of the Flies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie is. I swear to God, if anyone ever, ever, ever gets this book near me, it will be the last thing they ever do. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> God. These are so fucking funny. <laughs> okay, another one, The Hating Game. Um, <laughs> I loved this book, but actually a lot of people hated it. Okay, how does a book manage to give you anger issues? <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are funny. Okay, this book is for... This one is for Matilda. This is a children's book. I loved Matilda. The I did movie. too. I did too. It. They're actually coming out with a new musical for it. Um, the review is Matilda is a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> People have no chill. Like I wonder if authors go through this page and they're like. Oh, okay. I think they're just so fucking funny. Like they are. I know it's tough for authors because they put their whole authorcy into <laughs> into writing these books. But I think if I ever saw a review for my book that was like something like that, I would be like LOLing to the bank. Yeah, but you're not like mentally sound. Well, so you would think it's funny, but these authors probably cry themselves to sleep. No, I feel like a lot of the authors we read have really great taste and and good humor. No, I agree. I think that I think if you're going to write a book, you have to have thick skin. Like you totally. you have to know some people aren't going to like it and that's okay because some people are. And that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. I think we should uh, get into the nitty gritty. I think we should too. So I'm nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm actually really excited. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, this year when I came back to Bookstagram mm-hmm. from my hiatus, you I actually I fell in love. I stopped ranking books in my reviews. Or sorry, rating books in my reviews. So I no longer give a star rating when you look at my reviews on Bookstagram. And that's because I really struggled with like consistency uh, consistency and like how is this book that I loved so fucking much and like maybe actually helped me like think differently a five star read in this book where the they do anal both mm-hmm. five star reads you know yeah so, I think both are five star concepts though agree like something where you grow from and then also something where you maybe learn about anal yeah maybe so I just stopped doing ratings because I was like, how can I rank these both five stars? And I really like went into an existential crisis. And also like looking back, I would like continue to read books, obviously. And I would be like, well, that's a five star. And then I'd look at my Goodreads and be like, well, this says it was five star, yeah. but I don't feel like that's a five star anymore. I totally get what you mean. So I do give my books, I, I rate them one through five stars, but there are several times where, like, I'll go through my Goodreads and I'll find a book that I read in January that I rated five stars and compare it to a book that I read right now that's five stars. And I'm like, these are not even on the same playing field. Like, how are these both five stars? But I, I mean, I guess it's just how I feel right after I read the book. You know, if I went back through my Goodreads, I can guarantee I would change so many re- ratings, but... I don't know. I literally just did that. While we were making our list, I was going through Goodreads, and I had so much stuff that was five stars in there. And I was like, okay, 
But compared to this list, like, this actually was not five stars. Yeah. So I was changing stuff. I think a lot of people on books to actually have the same issue of just being consistent of what they rank, like, one, two, three, four, or five. And I've seen a lot of people create guides almost to, like, keep themselves, like, accountable yeah. for what they rate. So I think that I might do that in the new year, like, create a guide where it's like, okay, if this book, nothing wrong with it, pure perfection, can't say a single thing bad five stars and then kind of rank it like that so just to help be more consistent so my reviews maybe are just like more helpful for like my followers I don't know I did that when I first started bookstagram um and it was just still so hard well yeah because didn't you do 10 stars yeah that's a that's a lot of stars I know that's I still stand by that I still stand by that 10 stars yeah. yeah I don't think there's enough I mean, I know you could do, like, decimals, and there's infinite numbers between one and five, whatever the fuck, but I just don't think that I'm going to rank a book 3.829742. No, I was just going to say that. (laughs) I do do half stars. Like, I will do, like, this was three or three and a half, or, like, four and a half, because it was so close to perfection, but I don't think I've ever ranked a book, like, 4.75 4.75 like yeah. I just like don't know first of all I'm terrible at math like what is that 0.25 and then like <laughs> like I don't even know like what percentage yeah. of the book so but I do do half stars if I had to go back if I chose to go back to ranking stars um or rating by stars I would still do a 10 star scale because it just feels like there's more leeway to like yeah. be able to be like well this book was a seven and this book was an eight like there. I don't know. I can't even rank my top 10 favorite books. So if you would expect me to rank a book from 1 to 10, I just probably would throw away Bookstagram. I, I think, think I don't you know. Could. Is it a 6? Is it a 7? What's the difference? I think you could. Maybe if I made a guide, I'd be I'll able send to do you my it. guide. I probably still have it somewhere. Okay. I think it's still on your page. Oh, I don't I think use I that. creeped on it. Yeah, like, I don't use a while that. back when we were falling in love. Falling in love with you. Okay, let's get started. So we are going to, we have a couple categories. We're going to start with our new favorite authors that we found this year. I think Jess and I both kind of branched out a little bit. I think book talk blew up in bookstagram and people reading in general has just really like expanded. And so I think so many new authors are getting acknowledged and just getting a lot of attention and so I found some new authors just based on that um yeah well I just want to add like I think because of those things I found authors that I would have never given a chance before or even known about because a lot of them aren't carried in like Barnes and Noble they're indie authors authors, yeah so I think I really fully embrace the indies well not fully but I definitely heavily embrace the indies in 2022 and I think indie books can sometimes be like I don't know like not scary but like not people's first choice yeah because it's not a well-known author it's not a well-known book like it may not have a ton of ratings so you might kind of avoid it Mm -hmm. but I think some of the best books that I have read this year that none of them are on my top 10 but (laughs) yeah okay But, no, I, I totally agree with what Jess is saying. Like, I think people get in their comfort zones and you mm-hmm. like the mainstream authors, right? Like, you know Colleen Hoover, Christina Lauren, Taylor Jenkins Reid. Like, you know these big authors and you know what you're going to get nine times out of ten. So it's scary to branch out. But I think we both found some some authors this year that we can now consider probably some of our favorites. Yeah. And they are indie authors. And it makes me so happy because I feel like 
Booksta and Book Talk have like blown these authors up and have changed their lives. Yeah. You know, and I just think that's so awesome. Like, I don't know. They're trying to break into a market that does have those like Goliath authors, you know what totally. I mean? Totally. And I think it's so it's so difficult because not only do you know mainstream published authors have their publishing house behind them, but a lot of the time they're also like Jenna Book Club picks or Reese's Witherspoon Book Club picks, GMA Book Club yeah. picks. So they have so much more of a community yeah. behind them that are continuously elevating their their books where indie authors don't have that. So I think Book Talk and Bookstagram have been such a huge game changer for indie authors this year. And I'm excited. I am too. I'm excited I, yeah. to keep discovering authors. Me too. I'm Maybe so we should start an indie author book club like GMA or like Reading with Jenna. Maybe that's our ticket to stardom. We've been trying to figure out how to get rich. Nobody take that idea. We already trademarked it. Yeah, TM. Patent. Pending. Okay, for real though, (laughs) um, my first new author that I discovered this year, and she's actually going to be a guest on our show, so we're so, so excited, is Candy Steiner. Mm -hmm. And I think the cool thing about indie authors too is that they connect with their readers. They will message you back on Instagram. They will have conversations with you. They'll come on our podcast. Like They're just so willing to talk about their books and like share your content on Bookstagram. Like I just think... They tend to be just the nicest people. And Candy Steiner is no exception. I mean, she's amazing. Her books are absolutely amazing. One of her books is in my top 10. So I'm sure if you've listened, you know which one that is. Um, but that's who, that's probably like my favorite that I discovered this year. Maybe not my favorite, but like one of my favorites. I have three new authors. Yeah. No, I agree. I am trying to um, finish and start some Candy Steiner books before the end of the year. That's my goal. So I am excited to be on the Candy Steiner train. But I agree with that indie authors are like so much more engaged with their followers. So much. And I mean, rightfully so. They don't most of the time have as big of a following. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, you know. But anyways, um, I have on my um, top authors, which I don't think this is surprising, mm-hmm. Sophie Lark. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Speaking of the nicest freaking oh people. She is, I just adore her. She's probably like thinks I'm creepy because I love her so much. But I don't know. She's just the most like kind and just generous person. Like I've. I barely had a conversation with her and she like I talked about her books with her and she was like I'm gonna send you some um she did the same thing with Emily just sent signed copies of her books because we were excited and reading and um she's just fantastic and she's so kind and I just am really I this sounds so dumb but I'm also like really proud of her for published publishing she just published a new book Anastasia yeah um and it's very different from her mafia series and she really put our whole sophusi in (laughs) (laughs) she I haven't read it yet but like that's that's the general consensus that I'm seeing is that she poured her heart and soul into this yeah and I think that's another special thing about indie authors is they almost have to just like give their all not that others other authors don't by any means but I feel like they are so passionate about writing and it for a lot of these indie authors, writing isn't their full-time job. So this is, like, their true, like, creative outlet. And they just want to deliver so badly to their, like, true fans. Mm-hmm. I really like her. She is so, so nice. We met her at a Polycon, actually. Yeah. And that was before I read anything by her. Mm-hmm. And you convinced me to read the um, 
Brutal, Brutal Birthright right. series. But also, she's fit as fuck. Oh my god, so she and she's got really cute style. She, her yeah, outfit, and she's a so edgy. Yeah. Just and her husband is like her number one fan. It's and so sweet. It's so so sweet. We so. could fangirl about Sophie all day, but we met her at a Polycon before we really had like a relationship with her. So she's gonna be there when we go in 2023. And I've told her we're gonna take shots together, and she's so down. So I'm excited as hell. <laughs> Anyways, these next two we both have on our... Yes, yeah, I'm excited. So the first one... So I'll mention this one. um, Megan Quinn. She is probably one of the funniest authors Mm -hmm. that I have, like, ever read. I haven't read her backlist. I will say her backlist isn't my favorite, but her newer books are so hysterical. Some of them are actually on my honorable mentions. But she, another one we met at a Polycon, and she was so friendly. We actually saw her in the lobby. She was, like, on the way to get lunch and stopped and just willingly talked to Jess and I about her upcoming work and just, I don't know, like, her engagement with her fans. It it was so... Like, I was fangirling so hard. We I was both always, were. Yeah, we yeah. really were. But, like, I was so embarrassed. After I left, I was like, Jess, do you think I embarrassed myself? No. And it was so kind. Like, we both would just kind of wanted to say hey. Like, we didn't want to take up too much of her time because it was in between signings and we knew she, like, had shit to do. She's busy. Yeah. And so we just wanted to be like, hey, like, we love you. We just read this book. But she, like, s- like she stood there yeah. and she, like, kind of directed the conversation. Like, you could, like, she wanted to talk to us, it seemed. Yeah. Um, she may just be a great actor, but um, she was really nice and we yeah. brought her a piece of cake. We did. I forgot yeah. we did. We're so nice. We're so nice. No, she is, she is great, though. Um... She's another one that I think Bookstagram is kind of just blowing up. And and I think she deserves it. I think all of these indie authors that we're talking about do deserve the attention and the love that other mainstream authors get. But I, I she has a couple new releases coming up. I'm so I'm excited. So, so excited about those. So I think she's just one of our newer, like, must-read authors. Yeah. And I agree with Emily that she is so funny. Like, so there funny. are... Just, like, pages in her books that I would just be cracking up. Like, I'll be like, I'll go to my husband. I'll be like, you have to listen to this. It's so funny. And even he will laugh. Like, he has no context, but he'll laugh because she's just that funny. She is. She's hysterical. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have um, Devney Perry. Yes. Um, And if you're following us on Instagram, you know that Em and I buddy read the Eden series Mm -hmm. in a weekend. Um, Could not put it down. (laughs) Did not fell in love. Yeah, (laughs) fell in love with the book. It was so good, and I am just so excited that I could not wait to read the Edens. Like, I was, I've been eyeing it pretty much all year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had messaged Devney at the beginning of the year, and I was like, I just found found you. Like, where do I start with your books? And she was like, start with the Edens. Like, definitely recommend that one. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then just like, uh, we started the podcast, and we got busy yeah. with other books, and so I was putting it off. But then I was like, I just have this itch that I need to read this. It's so true. Yeah. I was I think it was on one of our podcasts we were filming, and you might have edited it out, but we were talking about how I was in a reading slump, and you're like, Em, like, this is both on our one-of-reads, like, start the Edens, and I was like, fine, I'll do it, and yeah, we literally did not do anything except binge these books, like, I didn't want to put this book down to go to the bathroom, Yeah, like, they are so addicting, we both did reviews on them, so definitely check them out. I think book one so far, we, we yep. both did reviews on, but it's an interconnected... I don't even want to give too much yeah. away. But I think we're going to do, actually, a whole bonus episode yeah. on the Edens, just because we loved it so much and binged it. Yes, but um, the author herself, yeah, she is so, so sweet. I actually 
reached out to her. Um, so I'm with Jess because this is our Christmas weekend. So we like exchanged our gifts and we're just doing like all the Christmas things. And Jess, like I knew how obsessed she was with these, the Eden. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, like I really want to surprise Jess with signed copies. Like, would you be willing to help me out with this? Literally, she was like, I'm leaving for vacation like tomorrow, but I'll get these in the mail. <laughs> and she was so nice. Like she sent signed copies and like didn't want anything for them. Just truly like, that's what I mean about engagement. Like yeah. she just... I don't know. I just love it. She was so kind, so friendly. She always will comment on, like, the yeah. things we do. She'll slide up on her stories if we tag her. So, yeah. I'm... She, she has a big backlist. Oh, my so gosh. I'm, and I'm so excited for yes. it. I think most of her books are based in Montana. And if you know me or, or have followed me for a little bit, ever since I have... I. I watch Yellowstone. Em does too. Yes. And I also discovered Devney. I think I belong in Montana. I'm trying to convince Emily to go with me to Montana. And I don't know what we're going to do there. I think we're just going to go to farms and look try for cowboys. Look for, yeah! With our husbands. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, a lot of her backlist is in Montana. And she also writes under the pen name Willa Nash. So mm-hmm. um, she has some books under that pen name and then some are under Daphne Perry. So really excited to work through that backlist. Yeah. And so I, I think that wraps up our new authors yeah. that we discovered this year. I mean, there's tons of other authors too, but I think those th- four between both our lists really like stand out to us and they're now on our like auto buy anytime they release a book we're gonna buy it all right so next up we're gonna talk through i think our least favorite oh of the year okay um and this is a book that we finished um just like our least favorite this is how we're classifying it that we finished but we did not enjoy yeah um so it's not a dnf but it's uh did not enjoy so dne yeah um do you want to go first okay so my least favorite of the year is atlas six by olivia blake i i'm i was actually really disappointed so just this was one of my birthday gifts i think right birthday i think i don't know so, no. just sent me this um and i am real into fantasy and i like dark academy or like dark academia books and this was one book that i just kept thinking like i should just not read this like, I should just put it down, never look at it again, and, and I will be okay. But I didn't. I, I could have DNF'd it. <laughs> I, and I should have DNF'd it. Because I I think it's... I took, like, two weeks to read this yeah. book. But I really wanted to push through because there is a second book. And I've read that the second book is, like, really where things pick up. But I guess if I'm looking... I read 84 books so far this year. And if I look at the entire list, my least favorite that stands out to me that I remember just actively hating the entire time I was reading it would be The Atlas Six. Fair. Yeah. I have not read The Atlas Six, but I wanted to because I've seen a lot of great stuff on TikTok. And actually, another book by um, the same author made it to my top 10. Uh, but after hearing Emily struggle, I think I started it and I just like had no hope. But I, I might try it again because we do have differing opinions a lot of the time. Yeah, that's very true. And if you liked her other, even the other book that we'll wait to talk about, but you even said that like I probably wouldn't like that, yeah. but it was one of your faves. So, I don't know, different strokes for different folks, but that's one book that I truly yeah. just did not enjoy. I did not enjoy the reading experience. It just was not not good for me. My least favorite. I'm scared. Oh, year. God. I just looked at her list. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite of the year was Confessed by Colleen Hoover. 
Hmm. And that hurts me to say because I do enjoy a good coho book. Yeah. Um, but I just hated this book <laughs> so much. And I think I gave it three stars because I was like, well, I gave it two and a half because I was like being generous and I yeah. was like, it's coho. Like she put, she tried, like maybe it's just not for me. Like I don't want to bash it. But then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, that shit fucking sucked. It was insta love. And that's where I knew that she really was not a fan of this because Joss is a fan of insta love. She likes the insta love trope, but like this book for her was just like, they literally looked at each other and fell in love. Yeah. Like she hated that. <laughs> me because I love Colleen Hoover. I really liked Confess too. Oh my god. I will say that I read all of Colleen Hoover's backlist in 2020. So these books, like I, I don't remember a whole lot. If I read it again, I might feel differently, but I remember really liking it. I wanted to watch there's a show. We should watch the show. Let's do it. It probably sucks too. Probably not. (laughs) I would be curious actually to see you go through her books again and see if you feel the same because you loved so many of them. I did. But I feel like you've really branched out with your reading. Um, and you started with Colleen Hoover, so I feel like you're a whole different reader than you were when you read her. I think that's kind of a good segue into our next one, which is the biggest disappointments for us of the year. Mm -hmm. Because like we've talked about and like we've talked about in previous um, episodes, I love Colleen Hoover. I truly, every book she reads, I stay up and on release night and I read it through the night. Like I just truly, and I think because when I was, when we were at home for COVID, like she was kind of a comfort author to me, like that I started with It Ends With Us and just binged her whole backlog. But my biggest disappointment for this year was Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. So I think that goes to your point where, like, if I reread these, would I be as obsessed as I was? But I was really, really disappointed with this book. It just didn't feel like a typical coho to me. I just think it lacked something. Um, I think I rated it three stars. Again, kind of what you said, like, I really just was giving her the benefit of the doubt. You know, everyone was so excited about this book. And it was really highly anticipated, and it just really lacked, like, that coho, I don't know, something about it just I, I didn't really like. So that was my biggest disappointment for the year, which makes me really sad because I do yeah. love Colleen Hoover. I love Reminders of Him. Yeah. It's actually on my top ten. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting that, like, I really do want you to reread her books, but maybe don't. Like, just live in that fantasy Right, world. yeah. Let me just, like, live in my happy little coho is amazing bubble. Yeah. I don't know. And I will say... No, I'm not going to talk about this right now. (laughs) I'm curious what it was. I was just going to say, like, I think Colleen Hoover... (laughs) We might cut this out. (laughs) I think Colleen Hoover is kind of like a mediocre author. I think her books are easy to read and they're bingeable, but, Mm -hmm. like, her actual writing, I don't think is groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. I don't think is anything to write home about. Like, I think she has easy, bingeable books with outrageous plot twists, and that's what gets readers. And I, like, I'm saying that as someone who likes Colleen Hoover and enjoys her, but I do see a lot of people say, like, she's just, like, a Wattpad author that got published. I, for someone who loves Colleen Hoover, like, stands by all of her work, I mean, I hate a book and still give it three stars, but, like, I totally agree with you. I don't think that she is groundbreaking by any means. I don't think that I would look back and be like, that was beautiful writing. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't. I think that she 
writes what she knows that her readers are going to eat up. You know, Mm -hmm. she knows how to write a plot that people are going to be obsessed with. She knows how to write book boyfriends. She knows how to write about like an angsty love that, you know, like you said, outrageous plot twist that you're like, oh my God. And she always writes, this isn't really a spoiler, she'll tell you this, but she always writes happy ever afters. And I love a happy ever after. I think too, the outrageous plots are like something that you don't usually get in a romance. No. I mean, she's good for what she is, I think, but I, I I think if you're going into a Colleen Hoover book and you're like, oh my God, like she has so much hype around her. This book's going to be the best I ever read. Like you'll probably like it. You'll probably enjoy it. But like don't, don't have super high expectations. (laughs) Yeah. Like don't expect it to be on the same level as like, I don't even know. Taylor Jenkins read. Yeah. Like truly. Yeah. Like, or just like, um, Kristen Hannah. Like they're just, they're different playing fields. And I think that's why going back to ranking books, like one through five, it's hard for me to rank. Colleen Hoover, like, Ugly Love, five stars, but then, like, The Great Alone, five stars. Like, it's so hard because, like, they are not even close. Like, one's, like, MTV Movie Awards. The other one is, like, a golden freaking globe. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So, I think that just, whenever you go into any book, it's so subjective. You might think Colleen Hoover is a Golden Globe author. I, I don't know, but... If you do, you should try Taylor Jenkins right yeah. now. <laughs> your, your mind will be blown. <laughs> no. Okay, so, I, my biggest letdown of the year was actually an author that I really liked. I think you're indifferent about her. Probably leaned more towards dislike, but Book Lovers by mm. Emily Henry. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Beach Read, and I love people we meet on vacation. Emily hated it. Yeah. Um, but Book Lovers was such a letdown for me, and so many people loved that book. Like, so many people loved it. I had an arc of it, and I hated it. Um, it was just, I hated the conflict. It was so stupid. I thought the main characters were annoying. Like, there was... Like, there wasn't even that much romance, in my opinion. Like, it was really focused on her relationship with her sister. Mm. And just overall, I didn't like it. Yeah, which is weird because it did just win the Goodreads Romance Romance of of the the Year. year. Like Jess said, Emily Henry, I could do without her. I think how she said the conflict was stupid. That's how I felt about Beach Read and People Meet on Vacation. They She builds this conflict up so much and you get to it and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, I've read 300 pages for this to be the reason why this went wrong. I could do without her. It's funny. Book Lovers was actually just picked as um, my work book club book. (laughs) And I wasn't able to attend because I'm here. But I wasn't even sad about it because I really didn't want to read it. Yeah. (laughs) I was like... Go on without me, guys. I would be curious for you to read it to see if you actually liked it. But it is really similar to her other books, too. She does the whole, like, enemies to lovers, um, like, with bookish themes. I feel like that's in, like, all of her books. Yeah. Not people we meet on vacation. But um, I did see her new book, Happy Place. Someone just posted a review of it, and they said it had a believable conflict. Maybe so, I'll try it. Maybe I'll try that. Well, I will read it. But, you will do it, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's all we have. Um, of course, we'll put... Oh, no. I lied. You were a liar. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's all we have for new author's biggest letdown and least fave. Let's get into our honorable mentions before we do our top ten countdown. Yes, let's do it. I just want to say, for me personally... 
The way that I picked these books off of my books that I've read this year, so I just went through it. Before even looking at it, I was like, what comes to mind? What do I remember? Not even like ranking them, not even a five star, but like when I think about the books, what plot do I remember? What characters do I remember? Like what do I remember enjoy reading? So that's how I did it. And I wrote them all down and then I ranked my top 10, which was so mean to make me do and I ended up with my honorable mentions um so I guess to start off I have Love Light Farms by BK Borson I just read this one and it's strictly the vibes like it was just Christmas and happy like the setting was so good and I just remembered like truly just loving it like I wanted to be in the book so I thought it was great that was her debut book wasn't it it? and that's the first book I read by her this is a bookstore darling book too and so I I would I loved it I really really liked it I read it also I really enjoyed it I agree it has immaculate vibes like the setting is like so stunning you think you're on the tree farm yeah um and I will say like her writing what like I was pleasantly surprised Uh I feel like I get really nervous um on overhyped books that are on bookstagram and I think this her entire series really the love light series was had a lot of hype so i was nervous to read this like are people just posting it to post it yeah Yeah. support her or like be on the bandwagon um but i think she i mean stunning writing i was really impressed it delivered for sure yeah um go ahead you can do one of your honorable mentions one of my honorable mentions is accidentally amy by lynn painter um, I love this book. It was a quick and sweet and funny read. I could not put it down. I binged it. I forced Emily to read it. She, she really did. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be mine. I'm actually really excited to read more of Lynn Painter's um, books because I've heard only good things. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wrong Number, Better Than the Movies, is a YA, so it's not steamy. The, accidentally, Amy wasn't steamy uh-huh. either, but I'm so excited because I did really enjoy her writing. Yeah, I... Like Jess said, she made me read it, and I'm so glad she did it. Didn't make more honorable mentions. It probably could have, because I... But, like, thinking back on it, I can't remember really anything about it. But I did love it. Like, I told Jess, I was like, this is so cute. I love the characters. I don't think the miscommunication was dumb, either. Like, I thought I liked that. I just, again, like, good vibes. Like, I just remember liking it when I read it. So that's a good pick. Um, my next one of my honorable mentions is Scandalized by mm-hmm. Ivy Owens. And if you didn't know this, Ivy Owens is actually half of Christina Lauren. Um, so she kind of branched out and wrote this book on her own. Again, nothing groundbreaking. It's very, very steamy. But I just remember I binged it one night. I was a, I was out of town for work, actually. And I stayed up all night and read this book on KU. And I actually think I bought it. I don't even know if it was on KU at the time. Like, I might have bought no, it. No, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, I bought it. And it was so, so good. Um, I think the steam was really well done. And I, I just remember enjoying it. Like, I read it in one sitting. So that has to be one of my faves or, like, you know, an honorable mention for the year. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really like Scandalize. I didn't make my honorable mentions, but retweet everything that Emily said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Another one I have on my list is Something Wilder by Christina Lauren. I think this was such a fun read, and it was so different from their other books, I think. Yeah. It was like, you get a little mystery, you get some adventure, adventure, you get the outdoors action. Um, little romance. A little romance, yeah. comedy, like someone dies. 
just like really I don't know I really enjoyed it and I I, definitely it deserves an honorable mention I could so see it as a movie I totally agree I was just gonna say we've mentioned in a previous podcast just like this one a lot and she said she could see this as a movie and I was like you're totally right the setting was like this old western town like it was a fun read I really liked that one so good pick Um, the next one on my honorable mention is the Twisted series by Anna Wong. I, I, I don't know. I keep saying like, it's nothing like groundbreaking. It's just like a really steamy, outrageous, crazy series. But again, I binged it. I I couldn't get enough. I ate it up. Like every wild thing she put in the book, I was like, yeah, of course it makes sense. I love it. And I think that she's another author that is really blown up this year because of Bookstagram and Book Talk. And because of the series particularly. Yeah. I um I read books one through three and the twisted series. I really enjoyed book one, but like I mentioned, I struggle with slow burn mm-hmm. and these books are slow burn and yeah. they're very long. So yeah. um I struggled with books two and three, but I I liked them. Um but yeah. Yeah. All I have to say. Um, on another book I have on here is the series Brutal Birthright by Sophie Lark. Um, I so enjoyed that series. It's a mafia romance, my first Sophie Lark. And as we said, we love Sophie Lark. She's so nice. Um, so I, this put her on the map for me and I, um, I really particularly loved book three, which I love them all. Yeah. But book three is Savage Lover and it's Nero Gallo's book and he's just a little psychopath and yeah. it's also like, cause it gives Fast and Furious vibes and that's my husband's favorite movie series. So I guess I like <laughs> somehow like it gave me Devin vibes as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that book just sits differently with me, but I really liked also book one and two and I didn't like book four. I liked book four and five. No, you liked five and six. I liked book five and six. Yeah, I liked five and six. I didn't like four. Book oh, four. four was Dante. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I really liked this series. This was the first series that I read by Sophie Lark because she, like, really influenced me to do that. And I thought they were great. They didn't make my honorable mentions, but I I really enjoyed them. They were easy reads. Again, I just binged them. So, yeah, yeah I liked it. Um, the next on mine is The Blind Side by Candy Steiner. We already mentioned Candy Steiner. She's one of my favorite new authors of this year. And I thought The Blind Side, so that's actually book two in like an interconnected series. They can all, I read that first. I've been realizing it was an interconnected series. Um, but this book blew up and we're going to talk about this when we have her on the show. But this book, I think truly just like changed her career i'm so proud of her she was able to like upgrade her um flight seats from like business class Mm -hmm. to first class because of the release of this book so i really enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun it was steamy it was a college romance which i am just a big hoe for uh so i really like this one I am so excited to read this. I'm definitely going to fit it in before the end of the year. Um, But I've only heard good things about it and mainly from Emily, but also from everybody (laughs) on book talk. Um, So I'm super excited to read it. It sounds so good. Yeah, I'm excited for you to get to it. Yeah. Okay, for me, I have on here um, Zodiac Academy. Yes. Oh, God. I can't even believe that's an honorable mention. Yeah. So for I haven't finished the series. I've only read books one through three. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I am new to fantasy this year. I read Akatar and Zodiac Academy, a couple other ones. Um, but I really enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I think it's definitely an easier 
and like funnier read than not it's not super funny but like Geraldine <laughs> goofy is, yeah for sure like some of the lines and the things that you said they, they say, have humor they bring yeah, humor to a sure. very like heavy series I think yeah like, We'll get to Zodiac Academy yeah. for me. Um, <laughs> but, but that's an honorable mention because I did, Emily influenced me to read that one. Um, and I'm excited to finish the series. When I was reading like books one through three, I read them back to back. Like I just wanted to continue and see what happens because they pretty much all end on a cliffhanger. Yeah, they all end on a huge cliffhanger. And it's almost like they pick up right where they leave off. So it's like watching a movie. Like yeah. you just want to keep reading so you can kind of like get that full effect. Totally. Yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. I think maybe if I was further along in the series, they might would have made it to my my top ten. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Who knows? Um, my last one on here is a little different than any of the other ones we talked about. It's Meant to Be by Emily Griffin, and this is actually a historical fiction. Um, it's based on JFK Jr. But this is another one that I just loved. I loved the story. I'm not a historical fiction girl in general. I just don't really care about history that much. To be honest with you, it's kind of boring to me. But this one was so interesting. I loved their story. And it was whenever I get like fascinated with something, I go down like a rabbit hole on Reddit and Wikipedia. Like I need to know. And this story stayed pretty true to the actual events that happened. So I thought it was really good. I even put in my review like it wasn't super tropey. Be. Like, there was nothing crazy going on because it was based on a true story. So it's just, like, real-life events. So it was Yeah, like, you said in our Tropes episode that it actually didn't have any tropes. Yeah, it really didn't. It just, you know, there was no, like, crazy conflict, again, because it was based on true life. And in, in real life, like, how many tropes do you have in, you know, your day-to-day? Yeah. I mean, I guess me and you, we have, like, a bully romance. Bully romance but. Yeah. But no, those are our honorable mentions. And I, I think they're all really Wait, good. Wait, I had one more. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Rude. I'm looking at your list. I didn't see it. Well, I didn't, but it's on the back. <laughs> so I just have two quick books that I want to give honorable mentions to. Okay, I want to hear them. Um, but I, yeah, I couldn't decide. I don't think they made it into my top 10, but I really liked it. One was The Fine Print by Lauren Asher. Um, That's the Dreamland Billionaire series. It is currently two books. Their book comes out in January. I really like that series. It's like kind of gives you like Disney vibes, but also it's a billionaire romance and it's an enemies to lover workplace romance. So lots of great tropes. And yeah, very tropey. Yeah, steamy. Mm -hmm. I was really, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like the fine print way more than um, Terms and Conditions. Terms and Conditions, which was book two. But this was my first Lauren Asher book. And I, Mm -hmm. is this her only no. Yeah. So she I've, has the throttled and stuff. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked the fine print. That was a fun one. And we read it together. So that we was a, that was a good time. Yeah. And then the other mention I have is actually one that I haven't done an in-feed post on yet because I read an arc of it. Um, and it's Dream On by Angie Hawkman. And that's the same author of Shipped. Um, mm. If you read that. I haven't. I have that, but I've never read it. I heard it's really cute. I haven't read it either yet. But this one was so, I don't know. It was just so cute and like swoony is what I remember of it. Ooh. And it's like um, flower shop vibes and like they're trying to save this. It's just cute. And I really liked it. Yeah. I'll have to give that one a go then. I've actually never heard of that till now. So you're teaching me things. It's a really, really cute cover too. Oh, I love that. Okay. okay. Sold. All right. So we are going to do our top 10 books of the year. Spoiler, it's not only 10 because we couldn't really pick. Um, We've got some ties in here, but we're going to go from 10 to number one. 
Uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited, too. So if you guys listened to last week's episode, you know Jess really likes when I go off on monologues. So I... <laughs> I love it. So I think it's just going to be easier if I start from 10 and go to 1, and then Jess, if you have anything to add, just, like, interrupt me. Okay. Um, but all right, coming in at number 10 is The Plight Before Christmas by Kate Stewart. And I think this one is making the list because I recently read it. It's giving me very good Christmas vibes. And it was just a good story. There was way more to it than just being a fluffy Christmas story. There was a lot of depth to it. The characters had real life problems. It was also, we had some flashback scenes. So just totally right up my alley. Absolutely loved it. And we actually are going to be having an episode on that book. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm excited to read that one. We're doing, um, next week's episode will be on the plate before Christmas. So I'm excited to dive in and talk more about it. Yes, okay. Number nine, Forever Never by Lucy Score. This one is interesting because I actually rated this book three stars. I Lucy Score is known to write very, very long books. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking five, six hundred pages, which is long for a, um, a romance. But... When I finished this book, I was like, oh, my God. Like, they ruined it because they just had way too much sex. I'm not kidding you, though. I think about this book at least twice a week. So I feel like I must like it. Like, there's something about it that's, like, kind of crack. So I think it's... Have you changed your rating? I haven't. But I haven't changed any of my Goodreads ratings. So, But I think if I do a review on this on my bookstagram, like, it wouldn't be three stars. It would definitely be higher. Because I think about it very often. Well, in fun fact, I think we may have mentioned this before, but we were supposed to buddy read this Mm -hmm. together. Emily and I share a note in our iPhone of, like, list of books that we want to read together. And this was on it. She read it without me, confessed it, um, and told me (laughs) she hated it. Um, And I don't know if she just was convincing herself and saying that she hated it to feel less bad about reading it without me. Maybe that's what it was. I was having just like an internal struggle. But (laughs) I ended like now I think about it and I'm like, no, I really liked the story. I liked the character. And you know what? I even liked how much I had sex. So I don't know. Stay tuned for a review. Maybe I will finally do a review on that I guess I'll read it too. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Okay, coming in at number eight is the Kane Brothers series. And just to put it out there, I am a fan of series. I love a good series. I prefer series over standalones. When I start a series, like actually Jess will tell me, she's like, Emily, you can't start that book because it's a series. And like, you will end up wanting to read the entire thing. And we have other books to buddy read. So I'm like, okay, true. Um, But Kane Brothers by Megan Quinn. That was the first book, a not so meet cute um, by Megan Quinn that I wrote. And it's so funny. You wrote that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Megan Quinn is me, but I read it. You know what I mean. Anyways, it was so funny and so cute. So Kane Brothers comes in at number eight. Mm. Coming in at number seven. Well, just quickly to say, Kane Brothers is, you didn't say anything about the second book. Yeah, I was trying to get be quick. Oh, no, I don't care how long this is. Okay, perfect. The second book, So Not Meant to Be, that was hysterical, too. We actually talked to Megan Quinn about both books. That one mm-hmm. specifically because it just came out yeah. when we went to a Polycon. But they are so funny. They could probably be read as standalones. No, they, they can. definitely yeah. could. Yeah, they could be read as standalones, but I recommend for like the full reading experience to read them in order. It's about three brothers, and the third book is releasing, I think, early next year yeah so that comes in at number eight so funny it's steamy it's just so clever 
Number seven, the off-series camp, or off-campus series. The off-series <laughs> campus. Oh, my God. Off-series campus. The off-series campus. Hey. <laughs> exactly. No, the off-campus series by L. Kennedy. This has everything I truly love. It's a sports romance. It's a college romance. There are several books. There's four books about four different characters, but then there's a fifth book that kind of, it's like an epilogue for all the characters. And then there's a spinoff series about, like, the characters that were in a lower grit. It just... It's everything I love. I love a series. I just want it. When I love, like, a world that an author has created, I never want to leave it. (laughs) So that's how I felt about the off-campus series. My favorite was the score, which Jess will disagree about. (laughs) But I just hate Dean. I can't get behind him. Oh, I love Dean. Um, Okay, coming in at number six, another series. The Crescent City series by Sarah J. I say Mass, but I know it's Moss. Sarah J. Moss. You say everything wrong. Yeah, I'm just, I do everything wrong, too. She's a big dum-dum. Uh, Crescent Chad City. Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> yeah, so, intermission. We were watching a Hallmark movie the other night, and we somehow started talking about Chad Michael Murray, and Jess was like, who? And I was like, you know, Lucas from One Tree Hill, like Chad Michael Murray. And she's like, do you mean Murray? No, Chad Michael Murray. She's Murray? talking, I don't think she could sue the you like that. Murray? And I... <laughs> Chad Michael, I'm, it's still Mure, even though she did YouTube a clip where he pronounces his name, and I'm very clearly wrong. <laughs> but like, I do have a, I do have a, I don't know, trouble pronouncing things. Say I guess. the the character from um, Akatar. Rizan. Yeah. Rizan. I used to say it was Rizand. Yeah. Well, I, you said it right. Rizand is correct, but in my head, it's Rizand. To be honest, and it's not Lucian. It's Lucian. But it's Lucian. It's Lucian. But I say Lucian. <laughs> But speaking of Akatar and Sarah J. Moss, um, Crescent City series came in at number six for me. These were beasts of books. These were, I think, 800 pages each, and they were confusing as I, I spent probably the first book and a half just being confused to what was happening. <laughs> but the end of book two made up for any confusion I had. It was absolutely phenomenal. I read them back to back. Again, when I start a series, I just can't stop. So, so, so good. If you are going to read Crescent City, I would recommend finishing Akatar first, which is why Jess has not started Crescent City. Yeah, I've been on book five in Akatar for like months. <laughs> I don't know. We I, handle series very differently. I, <laughs> yeah, I am a, a person that likes interconnected series that can be read as standalones. I don't like back to back series because that are the same characters because I get sick of them. Yeah. And I mean, I feel bad saying that I got sick of the inner circle, but I just needed a break, especially yeah. from Akawar because that shit was top notch. Definitely ruined your life a little bit. Yeah. Okay, top five. Here we go. Coming in at number five is Things We Never Got Over, again by Lucy Score. This one is so hyped, and I believe it deserves all the hype. Like, this took book stuff for months. Every every other picture was a blue cover with daisies. <laughs> but it is so well-deserved. It's a grumpy sunshine romance, found family. I love the setting, like their little cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved him. I will say that the conflict, the end, got a little wild. <laughs> I think I knocked off half a star for that because I was like, what the fuck just happened? Um, but for being 
being such a long book in a mm-hmm. romance on top of that, I ate that shit up. I loved it. And there is going to be a book two, and mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the name. What's book two? Um, Things We Hide from the Light. Things We Hide from the Light. And it actually is the prettiest cover. It's pink. Yeah. It's so I can't wait for it to come out. So that's going to be on our probably anticipated yeah. reads episode. Yeah. Love that one. And you read that one too. Did you like that one? It may or may not be on my list. Mm, guess we'll, guess we'll guess find, find out. <laughs> All right. Number four is A Love Letter to Whiskey by Candy Steiner. I've talked about this book before. <laughs> I've talked about my love for this author because of this book. I randomly found this book on a whim on Kindle Unlimited, and I started it. And I didn't even realize how long it was because I read it on Kindle. So, like, I didn't. And it was the fifth anniversary edition. So, that means there was a giant extended epilogue. This book was, again, like crack. I read it in one night. It's for how long it was. I think it took me eight hours. I literally stayed up till the sun was rising in the sky. And I immediately mentioned or messaged Candy Steiner. And I was like, Candy, what did you put in this book? Like, this book is so amazing. I have shouted it from the rooftops. I've tried to convince Jess to read it so many times, but she's going to before we have Candy on the episode. But I love this book. It was... Um, definitely, it was over 13 years, so a long timeline. It was bestie's boyfriend, right person, always the wrong time. Wait, stop talking. Okay. I like to go into books blind. I'm not going to say anymore, but absolutely <laughs> love this book. Especially, again, it was so long for a romance, but I just, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, okay, guys, we're in the top three. I'm scared. <laughs> Okay, coming in at number three was Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I loved this book. Mm. I actually listened to it on audio because I had a few people recommend listening to it on audio because if you don't know, this book is written in an interview format. So there's no like dialogue or there's no internal monologues or dialogues. It's someone interviewing all the members of this band. And so every line will be like, Billy said this, Daisy said this. And so I heard that the listening experience was just a lot better because every person had their own voice. They were all narrated by someone different. So I tried to read it and I couldn't get into it because everyone just had the same voice in my head. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't love it. But I, I think I've said before, I only listen to audiobooks when I'm driving. I was cleaning my house listening to this book. I was laying in bed listening to this book. I, I didn't want it to end. It was so beautifully written. The narration was amazing. We mentioned earlier, Taylor Jenkins Reid, she, she knows how to write a book. Yeah. She knows how to write a memorable book that you just will think about for a very, very long time. I agree. Yeah. If I had read that this year, it would be in my top. I am... I read it. I didn't listen to it, but I am team Daisy Jones and the Six over Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I'm not going to get into that stuff battle. <laughs> I'm already stressed. Um, but if you guys didn't know, it's actually going to be a show, I think, coming out in March of 23 on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. Jess is actually going to be at my house when this premieres, so Yay! we'll probably have like you know a viewing party. Um, but I do recommend listening to it as opposed to reading it just because that was my experience and it was top notch. So coming in at number two, Jess actually has these two on her list too. So I'm not going to say too, too much because we both have a lot of the same opinions. So I'll say some, and I'm sure I'm going to agree with everything Jess says too, but Magnolia Parks by Jessa Hastings, we buddy read this series together and 
absolutely loved it. Book four is coming out in a couple days. We cannot wait for it. But it's just a very toxic gossip girl that you love to hate these characters. It was just phenomenal. I cannot wait to... And, and again, I love series. Like, I never want mm-hmm. series to end when, when this author creates this world like I just I don't want to leave it I don't want to leave these characters like I don't get bored with them like I just I just want to be there you know so that's number two and then my second number two is the Edens by Devney Perry which we talked about we already kind of said like we were absolutely obsessed with this series it's an interconnected series between um, family members the Edens from the same family and everything from the setting to Honestly, the plot twists and the storylines, kind of outrageous, but so, so addicting. Yeah. Um, loved it. There are more books to come in the series, but I'll let Jess continue with that when she gets to <laughs> wherever it is on her list. But coming in at my number one is the Zodiac Academy. This series is beastie. There are seven books currently out in the wild, and they range from, like, 450 pages to about 900 pages. They get longer as they go. It's a dark academia. Gives you Harry Potter vibes, like Hogwarts, but run by, like, Voldemort. Like, it's it's a fantasy. It's a romance. It's a bully romance. It is so good. I don't even know why I started this series. I don't know if, like, someone recommended it to me or if I just, like, It was found- big on book talk. Yeah, I can't remember how because I read it in April. I binged books one through six back in April and book seven was out. But I know book seven ends on a huge cliffhanger. And so I couldn't read book seven knowing book eight didn't come out until this month, actually. Um, But I recommend this book for anyone who's looking to get into fantasy because they do. So it's two authors. It's Susan Valenti and Caroline Peckham. Um, and they're British authors. But it's actually funny. I, I, you wouldn't tell. Sometimes reading books by British authors is a little hard because terminology is so different. But I, I really couldn't tell that much in Zodiac Academy. Um, but I think if you're looking to get into fantasy, this is a really good series because the world building is so well done. It's not hard to understand. Um, I loved it. I'm going to binge book seven very soon. Book eight comes out in a couple days. It's 952 pages. That's a lie. It's 1,052 pages. And then book nine is coming out next year. And that's going to be the last book of the series. But that's the book that honestly had me in a freaking chokehold for months. I, I, I love it. So that's my top 10. I think I had a good reading year, a lot of series, but I like series. I like to continue reading about the characters in the settings once I find a, a book I really like. So yeah, that's my top 10. Okay, time for me. How that Emily talked for the past 45 minutes. Yeah, that's my specialty. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, I... I feel like I had a really great reading year. So just to preface, I had a lot of five-star reads, a lot of four-star reads. So I am really happy with how things went this year. Um, I am going to start with my top. Well, I'm going to start with number 10, obviously. Um, (laughs) You're going to start with your top 10. (laughs) Yeah. So 10 for me was The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. I love this book. I thought it was so cute. It was funny. I loved the characters. They were like, 
the girl, I forget her name because I don't remember details. She was quirky. I loved Adam Carlson. All of, yeah. I just really enjoyed that book. Um, I couldn't put it down. I didn't want it to end. Um, I still remember details of it, not the names, obviously. Um, (laughs) That's not important. (laughs) But I love that one. And that's also like, reminds me of like the beginning of our friendship. Because I'm like burping. Um, because she's the burper and I'm the farter in this relationship. Yeah, so. it's actually really funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my number 10. You liked it too, though. I did. I really enjoyed that one. Didn't make any of my list, but I, I did enjoy that one a lot. Five stars. Yeah. Number nine for me is Secretly Yours by Tessa Bailey. Um, this book is actually not out yet. It comes out in February. And I love this book. I thought it was so cute. I thought it, I mean, one thing that I love about Tessa is that she's an excellent writer. Like she writes humor and she writes steam, but she also just is like so eloquent with her words. Um, unless she's saying mounds, I don't like when she says that, (laughs) but I just feel like she, I don't know, like she's a very good writer. She's got a great vocabulary. So, um, and I think that really shows in Secretly Yours. Um, but I loved it. I was highlighting like crazy, the steamy scenes. Oh my God. Gosh, I was here for it. Um, so I am excited for that to come out and see what everybody else thinks. Maybe I, I will be in the minority. I don't like to hype books too much when other people haven't read them because I get scared that I'm like dumb dumb. Lollipop. This is just like me being insecure. It was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I have an arc of it. I'm excited to read it. And You're reading uh, it soon. Yeah, I am reading it soon. I gotta read it soon. Why do so. you gotta? I don't know. <laughs> No, okay. Um, Number eight on the list for me is solely on here. I probably should have put it in the honorable mentions, but it's solely on here for sentimental value. That's really sweet. Um, It is The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And this was the first book that Emily and I buddy read, um, and it really just kickstarted our friendship. We had such, I'm sure you guys have heard this story before, but we had such a blast reading it. Like I do feel like the book was mediocre, but we, I just had the best time and I think it deserved to be on my list. If I actually had to pick that I like a book that I thought was really good and should be on, (laughs) on my list as number eight, I would pick Carrie Soto is back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Another, um, that's like the fourth book in her series of like his, it's historical fiction um series of like these it's not actually a series but these like badass women um and i loved carrie she was such a bitch but like she owned it and i don't know i just loved it yeah i want to read that one but i want to read malibu rising first yeah you should yeah definitely you don't have to but um the I mean, Evelyn, Daisy, Malibu Rising, and Carrie, they all are, like, in the same universe around the same time, so it's just, like, fun to find little Easter eggs. I actually had no idea about that until I saw it, like, a couple weeks ago, that, like, people were sad that the the universe was over, and I was like, what? Like, in in Carrie Soto, there's a mention of um, Daisy Jones and the Six. Like, she mentions the band that she's listening to it, or they're on, like, the cover of a magazine or something. So fun. It's just, like, really fun, and I definitely recommend reading that in order. Um, number seven for me, I have a tie here. Um, I also really enjoyed Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. I 
thought I that's a series that was so long like Emily said or a series a book that was so long like Emily said but I did not want it to end yeah like I didn't want like I wanted to slow down reading even though I was binging it because I was like oh my gosh I just love these characters I don't want it to end I found myself literally I was like out at Best Buy or something with my husband and I was like I wonder what those characters are doing. <laughs> That's the best feeling. I love that. Like, I want, like, they probably miss me. I should get back to them. Um, so I love that one. And I also have reminders of him on here, which Emily said was a letdown, which yeah. is okay. Totally different. Um, I, oh my God, I thought that snowman was a person. <laughs> I keep looking at it because it's scarf is blowing. Yeah, it was blowing in the yeah. wind. I thought it was a person. Um, I loved reminders of him. I loved the letters. I thought it was a really emotional story. Um, I liked the representation of like her being incarcerated and trying to like live life after that and like navigate that. Um, but I agree. Like, I mean, yeah. I, and nothing groundbreaking. I think actually there's a book by Kristen Hanna called Night Road that's really similar and probably just like a little bit more well done yeah um but i really liked reminders of him because it was short and bingeable um but yeah you know my opinion i do yeah number six i have every summer after by carly fortune i i love this book it was such a pleasant surprise it was her debut novel Mm -hmm. um it was the perfect like summer vibes Mm -hmm. second chance romance i ate that shit up um and i'm really excited for her next book to come out um, which is like, it's called Meet Me at the Lake, also going to give us summer vibes. And I'm just excited. I was pleasantly surprised by Every Summer After. It was really similar to Love in Other Words and also kind of like had the summer I turned pretty vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was great. I enjoyed this one. It was the book of the summer for sure. Mm-hmm. This was kind of another one you couldn't get away from on Booksta. Um, my only issue with it, like she said, it's not even an issue. It's very, it's almost kind of a carbon copy of Love in Other Words, and I preferred Love in Other Words better. So I really enjoyed every summer after. I just, like I said, I liked Love in Other yeah. Words more by Christina Lauren. I think that's totally fair. Um, coming at number five. Alone with You in the Ether by Olivia Blake. This book is so unique. Like, probably one of the most unique books I've ever read. Yeah. Um, they actually stopped selling it because it got picked up by a publisher. She published it. Olivia published this herself. Um, just, like, as a romance. Like, she didn't think people would be interested, but she wanted to tell this story. So she just published it herself. And it, it was so popular on Book Talk. Um, it sold out and then they stopped making them and it's actually republishing in December. So this month, I'm not sure which day it might already be out if I'm being honest. Um, but I, this was a beautiful story. Like you should see my copy. It is so tabbed, just like literally every page. I was just throwing tabs down. (laughs) Um, it's really unique. There's like really two, they're both unlikable characters in their own way. Um, I think traditionally, unlikable like um I I don't want to get too much into it because I could really talk about it for a long time but it is like the characters are the entire story Mm -hmm. like there is no plot the characters are the plot yeah so it's just really interesting and unique and I adored it yeah we chatted about this this is the same author of the atlas six which I just really didn't like and Jess kind of already said I might not love alone with you in the ether just probably isn't my vibe so you might like it because I I didn't think you would like Magnolia Parks either yeah that's true so 
Maybe. All right, maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah. I just think it was so, so well written. I didn't do my review on it yet because I felt bad because by the time I had read it, they had stopped selling the copies. I didn't know. So I didn't want to like put it out there. And, yeah. Like, but anyways, I'll do one um, this month. I already have have it written down but that's my number five my number four is one true loves by taylor jenkins reed if you've listened to the podcast if you follow me on bookstagram you know i am a slut for taylor jenkins reed um and i love this book i think it was such a good story it was really all of her books i think are really introspective like they make you think like what would i do in this situation um her contemporary romances at least um and this one was no different it was a really emotional story um and really made you think yeah it's also gonna be a movie i'm so excited so i i liked one true loves i think um uh, i did a review on it i really liked it taylor jenkins reed has a way of writing a book i didn't i don't love love triangles because i i feel really bad for everyone involved <laughs> so it just made me sad this is like a but... different like this is a very unique love triangle though. yeah like if you haven't haven't heard of it um, it is about like these two high school sweethearts that are married and they madly in love. Ma- are madly in love. Um, and the guy is a pilot and he goes on a trip and he gets lost at sea apparently. Or presumed dead. Yeah, he's presumed dead um, for a few years. I don't remember how long, maybe two um, or three. And the wife is distraught. Like she doesn't know what she's going to do with herself. So I'm she moves. Chills, like, it's thinking about it. Such a good book. When she's standing on the roof with the binoculars. She moves back to her hometown and reconnects with this guy that she um, kind of had a crush on her in high school, and they start start dating and they get engaged. And um, then one day, her husband calls and is actually alive. Yeah. So it's like having Ugh. to figure out. Like, I mean, she's a totally different person after his death. He's a totally different person for being stranded on an island by himself. Um, and it's just kind of like what like who do you choose like what do you do in that situation it's a very emotional read Mm -hmm. like my nipples just got hard (laughs) it's not happened when i get emotional literally thinking about it like i think i just got excited and i'm just like (laughs) has that never happened to you it's sad. sad. I'm okay, like shedding like, a tear. I'm like, like, my nipples are out to play. When I like shed, like, I don't know. When I, even when I go to restaurants and foods really good, I'm like, my nipples are hard right now. Well, that's that. How, but that's how I feel about this book, though. This book, it, it should have, yeah, I don't know. I hate to say that, like, I gave it three stars, but I think because, like I said, it just made me sad. It if just, a book makes Emily sad, it automatically loses stars. That's true. And I think there's one quote in the book, and this isn't the direct quote, and then we can get off of this book because I know you need to finish your top 10, but she was trying to decide who to pick between, and one of her friends said, it's not about who you love more, it's just who you're your best self with, like you're a different person with each of these Mm -hmm. people, and I think that was just like the hardest realization for her to come to, and it it just, it made me, yeah, and my nipples are hard, Anyways, read that book if we haven't convinced you. Yeah. Three stars. Um, <laughs> you need to change that. I, I do. don't believe it. I do. Um, okay, my number three is a, a similar that Emily had a tie, Magnolia Parks and the Edens. Specifically, Magnolia Parks 1 and Daisy Hates 2. This mm. is a series. It's three books. I didn't love book three as much, but that ending made up for it. Um, and the Edens, which, you know, I, I mean, I'm just obsessed with. I Ah, I need to move to Montana and find a family like this and infiltrate. 
Literally. And just to mention Magnolia Parks, book three was actually probably my favorite of the series. Yeah. I think a lot of pieces came together that you were missing um, in book one. So Yeah. I think I I didn't... I almost DNF'd book three. Yeah. Because it was... The characters were insufferable. They were insufferable. But like Emily said, a lot of pieces come together and you do start to understand why they're like that. But then like you understand and they understand and then it's like, they're still doing the same yeah. thing. So they were really frustrating. But the ending just like really took Shots me by surprise. So. Real quick too, we tried to do a podcast episode on this series <laughs> several times and we just gave up because there's so much that happens. We just didn't even know the best way to do it. Like does each book get their own episode or do we just do a really long episode of all three, maybe four books because mm-hmm. the fourth book's coming out. So if you're listening and you're interested in us doing an episode or maybe you guys want to read the magnolia park series definitely slide into our dms maybe and tell us like what you would prefer one book at a time or we just do a whole series because i think we have so much to say on this i think we do too and i will say we tried to record that series as like our first episode Mm -hmm. and that was like when we were still trying to figure out how do we even do a podcast like what do we talk about like we didn't really have a ton of structure um so i think we could do it again and be successful at it but we were just really it was not a good place to start no because there's (laughs) so much and there's so many there's three books and they all focus on different characters so it's a lot but if it's something that it sounds like you'd be interested in like definitely slide into our dms and kind of let us know maybe what format you'd prefer yeah so my number three my top three really turned into top six because i was just tying (laughs) books left and right i told you i read a lot of five-star reads i'm not kidding she did um my number two is november 9th by colleen hoover tied with haunting adeline by hg carlton and i literally said to emily i said should i put haunting adeline on that list (laughs) not good but because it is such a dark 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 romance and it is uh, it's a lot um don't take that lightly dark yeah dark dark romance romance. check the trigger warnings like like to the point where i'm like am i fucked up for loving this book as much as i did yes yes (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think i'm alone in that so many people love that book and i just uh, I was blown away by it. I Emily told me I should read it when she visited me in April, and she didn't sell me with what she told me why she told me I should read it. Yeah. Um. But I kept seeing it on Bookstagram and Book Talk, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna try it for like the Halloween vibes because it's like a stalker cat and mouse thing. Yeah. Um. I loved it. She did. This this book we talked about, I think, in our Dirty Filthy Smut yeah. episode, maybe. It was too much for me, mm-hmm. to, to be honest with you. I think I read half of it and then skimmed the last half of it. Um, n- not one of my faves. Which I think the last half is, like, re- where it really comes together. Yeah, probably. Maybe that's why I just, I don't know, lost me a little bit. But, yeah, I it, the steam is intense. Um, definitely. Uh, not traditional. Not traditional. <laughs> definitely, like some extreme kinks where she likes to be hunted and he likes to hunt and yeah anyways check it out um if you can handle it yes and then november 9th i feel like everybody hears me talk about that one all the time you even have a hoodie i have a crew neck from at threaded by sabrina and i like rarely take it off i love that book it i don't cry super often in books like i cry at like i cried at daisy hates too or yeah. at daisy hates which was weird mm-hmm. i don't know why i did that um but i sobbed in that book i loved it so much i love ben and fallon 
um, which is controversial because people Very. hate Ben. <laughs> um, he, I will say, like, he does say some cringy, weird shit. But I don't know. That book just really resonated with me, and yeah. it was, I cried when um, she came back and was like ready to be with him. And he was. And he was what? Don't say. Yeah. Don't give it away. I almost slapped her. I, in the face. I cried. She did. <laughs> <laughs> I I like that one too a lot. Yeah, that was really good. Um, and then my number one books of the year. <laughs> if. I just can't say enough good things about this book. After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid, I read that in a night. I binged it. I still think about it every day. My Um, nipples are going to get hard again talking about this. So (laughs) quotable, so moving, just immaculate. Like, if you want a really good romance, like, traditional romance, there's not steamy or anything, like, I think you should go with that one. After I Do was probably one of the hardest reads for me because it's about a married couple who is struggling. And I feel like even, like, I think I have a very happy marriage. Like, I love my husband. Like, I don't want it to sound like we don't, but reading this book, it's very, like, you start thinking. You're like, oh, my gosh, like, marriage, this is what I have to look forward to. Marriage is hard, It's marriage's work. Like, whether you've been married for one, five, 20 years, I think it was almost, it was kind of scary to read about because it was so real. And these characters felt so real. It, It was a great book, I loved it. I didn't read it this year. If I did, I probably would have made some list. But someone's cutting the grass. I don't know if you all could hear that. I truly hope not. But um, yeah, I can't. I mean, I talk about that book nonstop. I think I'm going to try and reread it by the end of, before the end of the year. Um, I just cannot say enough good things. Like it really makes you think. It makes you think. Like even if we do have like a really happy, happy, happy marriage now, like yeah. what could happen in five years yeah. and ten years? So um, it makes you want to go to therapy. To be proactive. Like, it, seriously, <laughs> I'm literally like, Tim, like, should we just, like, maybe just, like, be proactive? Just in case. Like, just, it, it's, it's phenomenal. Taylor Jenkins Reid, I don't think I'd give her enough props. You don't. I, I don't think I get, because every book that I've read by her, besides One True Loves, even that one I loved, they're, they're so good. I, I don't think I give her enough credit. I really don't. You don't. I will say that. You don't. She's amazing. I'll be different in 23. I hope so. I'll be I hope person. my my wish for 2023 is that TJR comes out with more contemporary romances because I think they're... I mean, her historical fiction books are good. Don't get me wrong. I think they're some of the best books I've ever read. Yeah. But her contemporary romances, the way they are so emotional and introspective and so just, like, raw and real. Raw. Yeah. 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 I just, like... I, I, I can't say enough good things about them. The last thing I'll say about her is I think I don't give her a valid or, like, the chance she deserves because, you know, we've mentioned this. I like happy books. Yeah. I don't like to read a book and feel sad, right? That's my escape. Like, I like a happy ending, and I just like a happy story and something so wild. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't really happen in real life. And I think her books, like, like Jess said, they're real and they're raw, and they make you feel things and I just feel like I, I'm afraid of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, that's totally fair, I think. But, yeah. Okay. I have... I, though I, I loved After I Do, like, that's definitely my favorite book of the year. I also put on here A Court of Wings and Ruin, which is a third book in the Akatar series. I read books two through three this year. No, two through four. Because the Frost and Starlight. Oh, yeah. Um, and I loved Akawar so much. That book destroyed me. I couldn't stop thinking about it for days. I sobbed, and then I sobbed, and yeah. then I sobbed some she more. Yeah. Um, and this is 
I think it was one of the best endings I've ever read in a book. Just, like, the last 20%, like, I was in a chokehold. <laughs> I was like, nobody talk to me. Nobody look at me. I'm <laughs> sobbing. Um, it was fantastic. Um, and I I put After after I Do is my main number one, but just because Aquilar is a part of a series and it's a third book, so you could not read this as a standalone yeah. and have the same experience. Um, but I... I don't know. Like, I still get chills thinking about just so, some of the stuff that happened in that book. Just like, oh my god. I don't know. I'm like gonna sob again. <laughs> yeah, her nipples are getting hard. <laughs> this was by uh, Sarah J. Moss. I don't know yeah, if you sorry, said that. I um, but it's the Akatar series. And this is like Jess said, one, you can't read them out of order. You definitely mm-hmm. have to read them in order. Um, it is a fantasy series. I think it's also really good for beginners in fantasy. Yeah. Um, the world building is is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit of a um, more difficult series than Zodiac Academy. For sure. Yeah. Um, but still, I think not as difficult as Crescent City from what I've heard. No. Yeah. Crescent City is definitely... that's Well, I wouldn't start there to begin with just because I would read Akatar first, but Crescent mm-hmm. City was really hard to understand world building wise. But I read Akatar in 2021. The, again, I binged the series because, like, I just couldn't Surprise! stop. Yeah. But if I if I wouldn't have read it in 21, this 100% would have been probably my number one series. Like, I probably mm-hmm. would have replaced Zodiac Academy. It's so good. I think the biggest downfall is we don't know when the next book's coming out. Yeah. I think it's going to be, like, a couple years, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a while, so. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I I. mean, I would put the whole series on here. I don't know why I didn't. I guess because I read book one in 2021, and then I just feel all over the map. But um, I really did like the second book, A Court of Mist and Fury, um, as well. I know so many people, that's their favorite, just yep. because I feel like it is really heavy on the romance. Uh-huh. Um, Akawar, I don't know, just hit different for me. I feel like we got so much more into the inner circle and really got to like fall in love with all of the different characters and get to know them in different ways. Yeah. Um, and I just such a powerful, powerful ending for me. Yeah. I think we could again do an entire episode probably on Akatar, but that I like the point you brought up. A Court of Mist and Fury is probably the general favorite because book one is more world building, where book two is heavy romance, and book three, Aquilor, what she's talking about, is more action. Yeah. It's um it just depends what you like. I'm more of a romance girly, so I liked book two, but... I mean, there is blowjobs in Aquabar. So. Oh, yeah. And book five, I think, is the steamiest. That's my... Yeah. That's actually my favorite of the series, book five, so... I need to read it. I just needed a break. I, like, yeah. I... Well, we could talk... Like, we could talk about all day our difference... Our difference in, in series. Reading habits. Yeah. yeah. And reading habits. Um, but, yeah, I, I had to take a break after Aquabar because I was, like, not the same person. Fair. That's it. That's it, baby. Hopefully we don't read, like, another book within the next three weeks that takes... Maybe I'll just read books with terrible ratings. I think (laughs) we should. I think we should. Um, Before we kind of outro the podcast, I want to do our bookmark this week. Go ahead. Okay. So, bookmark this week is what was Emily's number four book of this year? (laughs) (laughs) well like always we'll kind of sum up what we talked about and put together a post just outlining um what our favorite books are but don't be a cheater listen to the episode and slide into our dms before you know what i'm not gonna put numbers on them no i'm not i'm just gonna put mm, not gonna do it no no numbers that's a good that's all that's probably the hardest bookmark we've ever done what should we do a double bookmark this week because it's the holidays let's do a double (laughs) 
All right, double bookmarked. What's our second bookmark, then? Our second bookmark is gonna be what was Jess's least favorite book of this year? You don't have to answer both. Answer one of them, slide in. But if you answer both, then you have double the chances of winning this week. And since it is the holiday week, maybe it'll be something a little special. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I am. I. I think this was a really fun episode. I actually really yeah, enjoyed it. I, I am excited too. to do the post about it. Um, so, yes, two chances to win bookmark this week. Head over to our Instagram at friends with books pod. Slide into our DMs and give us the answer. Yes. And feel free to slide into our DMs anytime with any opinions you have or any recommendations or maybe if you read a book that you think that we should talk about just we love interacting with you guys we're kind of like the indie authors of podcasts (laughs) like we want to interact with you guys and we love every time we see a review or a story share so yeah totally i uh, yeah just slide into our dms and on our posts when we do like buddy read posts um we really want those to be a chance for if you read along with us engage with other people who have read it engage with us even though you're hearing our thoughts like still comment and and we'll comment back and yeah. let you know what we think. Um, but I I don't know. I'm excited, I'm excited for all of the reads in 2023. I am too. I'm this, so like, excited. This just got me jazzed. I know. I'm so excited for everything reread these this year, rather. I think next year these are great recommendations for you guys to start with. I'm excited for what's to come in 2023. Um, but I think that's everything. That's a wrap, baby. Woo-hoo! As Jess said, if you like this, leave us a review. You don't have to write anything. Five stars, that would be great. Slide into our DMs, but I guess we can officially say we're friends with our favorite books of 2022. (laughs) So stay tuned for next week where we will be talking about... The Plight Before Christmas by Kate Stewart. If you would like to read along with us, um, that's what we'll be chatting about. We, I'm really excited to read that one because of it's Emily's um, top 10 books. Yeah, so. it's really good. I'm excited for you guys to read it. I hope you like it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. Um, yeah, that's everything. Follow us on Instagram at Friends with Books Pod. Enter the bookmark for a double chance to win. Um, and in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the pod uh-huh. and tune in to next week's episode. Bye. See you later. <laughs>